Hi, you guys, and welcome back to TrailerCast. I'm so thankful that you are here, and I am so excited to be a part of this community alongside you. When I really pause to reflect and zoom out about what TrailerCast is, like, I feel like it's a place for the bravehearted, a place for people that are maybe even going a little bit rogue in the way in which they are unboxing themselves. And so I want to invite you and to continue to invite you into community. I have some fun announcements that I'm going to be making at the end of this podcast, so please stay tuned until the very end. Um, But for now, we're going to be reflecting on life as we know it. Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. So how are you? (laughs) I have been rapid cycling. So there's, like, this is what I mean. Like, there's, like, my usual cycle of life where it's, like, up, optimistic, creative, like, ooh, hard, this is hard, (laughs) ships going down, struggle, Sad, struggle, isolate, struggle. (laughs) Oh, right, optimistic, remembering. Shoot back up to the moon. (laughs) Things are really exciting. Good, great, create, connect, invite, involve. Um, Struggle a little bit, keep going. Like like I, I can watch what my cycle might look like. And now I feel like that tends to be on like a time lapse video speed where everything's just going really fast. And I don't know if that is because of coronavirus. I guess I really don't care about the why. I'm just noticing that it's happening. And so I wonder if that's happening for you too. If you notice anything different in the way in which you are cycling through your moods. I mean, last week, I feel like I was in this place of like just sheer like determination. Like, I will conquer homeschooling. I will maintain my normal work pace. I will do the things around the house that I do not like to do. (laughs) Just like, mmm. And then I think like the next day it was like, I'm like writing that my kid's teacher is like, we're just not going to do it. Like, there's just, there's things we're just not going to get done. And um, then I'm like, also like, not, the laundry's not going to be happening. And then like these, I I just like the next day I was like quitting everything. <laughs> like, this is also not happening. Um, And then like the day after it was like resilience again, like remembering like, at least you, you can do hard things. Like you're, I'm like adult and this adulting phase. And then like the next day after that, it was like, right. Like I felt creative and hopeful. And then the next day after that, I got news that, um, that a person close to me died. And it was like, wait, what? Like, how does life, why is life allowed to happen in the midst of this global pandemic? Like, people aren't allowed, like, to die from, like, other things. It just, like, it struck me that I've, I've been consumed in my rapid cycling. I've been consumed in this quarantine bubble and paying such hyper attention to 
all little details within, I, I almost feel like I was losing touch with the rest of, of the flow of what else is happening. And grief has a way of snapping you back into reality. Death has a way of exposing the harsh reality of life. And so I, I entered into my grief. If you listened to two episodes ago, um, there was a podcast episode that I did where I interviewed a, a person who is dying of cancer. And I got word this last week that she ended up dying. If you haven't listened to it, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. We, it's our email correspondence. We'd gone back and forth and we'd asked different questions. I'd asked her permission to say, would, would you be willing to speak openly and honestly and just kind of like guts out about where you're at and what's been happening and who you are and what you have to say to people that are, <laughs> that are alive. And I wanted her voice to be heard. I was desperate for her to have a place to be free. And I am so very thankful that that podcast episode was able to, to air when it did. Um, you never know. Like, I just feel like you really don't never know, as, as trite as that may sound, like this feeling of what that episode meant to her, to me, to you, what it means now. You know, but her, her death, it shook me. It shook me for her, it shook me for her husband and for her kids, for her friends, for her family, for her estranged relationships, for the redemption of those estranged relationships for so many things. And then as grief tends to do, it also connected me back to the people that I grieve in my own life. My grandma, who I just, I just miss so much. And, and for my brother, who I feel like is still like the biggest grief of my life is this, this pool that I, I tend to continue to come back and wade in. And is this, just this deep, deep, deep remembering. And, I think what I saw this last week was that, like, I know how to do this. Like, when grief came, it didn't feel shocking. It felt familiar, like, oh, I know this. And instead of boarding, boarding up the windows, I, like, was like, all right, let's go there. Let's feel this. And I, I just gave myself permission to vent and rant and weep and like, like rail, like really be, be all the things. And even in this grief, I felt a rapid cycling. Like I felt myself going through all the different stages of grief in, in like rapid succession. Like, like all of a sudden it was this deep sense of like just dark, just darkness, like just the depression that comes from, from deep loss. And then this like moment of awareness of acceptance of like, wow, like, and she, and she's free. Like she's not suffering anymore. And then like bombarded by anger, like just pissed, so pissed that like, but her freaking kids, like what the fuck? And then like sadness and then despair and then bartering and then remembering and then connecting to other stories of other people I know who have also died of cancer and they're just feeling mad and then sad and then tired and then mad and then relieved and then like energized to like go back into the house and like 
hold my kids and then mad that she can't hold hers and like, and just everything. But you know, I didn't hold back from grief. And I've done that before. I have stifled my own experience. I have swallowed my tears. I like snuffed the wick of my own grief experience. And I, and this time I didn't, I was like, no, like the gift of, of this now is to go all the way in because I know I won't fall apart in grief. I'm not going to die from grieving. In fact, there's opportunity to see, to live, to feel, to be, to learn, to feel, damn it, like to feel. And I feel like that was like the best way that I could actually honor my friend was you deserve for me to grieve this experience, your life all the way. I'm not going to diminish that because of my own fear of how bad it's going to hurt or how much I'm afraid of coming completely undone, come all the way undone. (laughs) I know that through grieving my brother, that there is a bottom to it. You know, I used to fear that there, that there was going to be like this bottomless existence that if I, if I gave myself over to grief, that I would be like the astronaut who gets lost in space. Like I would just be gone forever. And so then I allowed fear to interrupt my grief cycle. And so it wasn't complete. And then you know what? I really was just floating out there. And so I, I saw this last week that I know how to do this. I know how to how to walk this, and I did, and I felt a sense of strange strength. I rolled out this labyrinth that I've been making because I needed to like not think about where I was walking, but I needed a path, and so I walked and walked and walked around it, and I got into the inside. When I got into the inside, I just sat there. I like just said everything I wanted to say to my friend. I said everything I wanted to say, like, out loud. <laughs> I, I am sure my neighbors think that. <laughs> I'm sure my neighbors think a lot of things about me. But I, I needed to, to get a grip, you know? I needed to, to have a place to do that. It felt contained. I liked moving rather than just sitting. I think grief needs to move. And, and so often, like, especially even in therapy, we end up like sitting on a couch and I'm like, God, we need to move. We need to walk. We need to walk through this. There's so much motion that is necessary to move through our story or our pain or our questions. And so I'm, I found a lot of solace recently in being able to walk on that labyrinth and being able to consider as I also am in motion. That might be something to think about as well. Like when you feel stuck or uh, like you're on something that you just can't move through, get up and, and move. And whether you're just literally pacing or finding a spot to move, I know the world is weird in this um, coronavirus space, but finding a spot where you can just get up and actually move through something as you think about it. And so I wanted just to reflect on how we don't, like just because like there's certain things that are on pause, like life life isn't doing that. The regular stuff that we were all facing before coronavirus is still here. People are still dying of cancer. People are still hurt in relationship. Like the reality is like that it's not all that different. We just can become very distracted by our own suffering and miss the suffering of those around us. And so I I hope that we are watching our own journey. 
and that we can make room for both our great resilience, that what you have experienced in your life to this point has not been in vain. Every moment, every lesson, every, everything you have endured, every, every bit of wisdom you have gleaned, all of this is what you are building that you can stand on and claim as your piece of land. You earned this space. So be resilient, be brilliant. If you know how to exist in hard places, let us know. If you know how to grieve, share that. If you know how to celebrate, share that. If you understand things that other people don't right now, can you please tell us a story of how you also have endured something like this? Or maybe unlike this, but you've developed these like crossover skills of like, whoa, yeah, I like, okay, like I'll tell you something that came up for me. When I was, um, when I was paralyzed, I had to live for a month in an inpatient rehabilitation unit. Not only was I stuck within my own body, but I was stuck within this place that was not home. And I have leaned on that experience during quarantine, feeling like I know what it is like to not be able to go where I want to go, both physically and then like stuck in this building that was so awful. Being hospitalized or being stuck is a, is like, I'm like, that is now to me. Now I lean on that. At the time, it was just terrible. Now, that is something I can lean on like a crutch. Like, ooh, yeah. What skills have been developed because of other experiences that you can now lean into now? That's resilience. You earned that experience. You earned that knowledge. So dig deep. When else have you suffered? When else have you questioned? When else have you been unable to move? When else have you hurt? When else have you wondered? When else have you lost? You guys, those deep, dark things, those hard things, those are jewels. <laughs> those are the things that you grip onto now. It's the coal turned to diamond, right? It's a story of transformation. As you grip that piece of earth, watch it become treasure, something that you uniquely have experienced. It's your jewels. It's the things that you uniquely know because you have lived through it. You are resilient. You have experienced hard things, and this is just one more wide-scale hard thing. Rhythms. What are you noticing about the way in which you are like ebbing and flowing and moving and, and when you wake up or when you're going to bed or how you're making time for yourself? What's your self-care look like? I mean, back to this rapid cycling thing, I'll tell you like at one part of this time, I've been like, I'm just going to eat the cookie dough. Like that's going to be what I'm doing at night. And then like the next week, I'm like yoga before bed. Yeah, self-care, guys. And then like the next day, it was like I ordered bags of puffy Cheetos from Amazon. Okay. Like, like, and then I was researching the Peloton bike. So permission to rapid cycle, because it's like, whoa, there, that's a lot of change in a week. Um, what's the rhythm? What I'm seeking as I look at that is a way out of my suffering. Cookie dough, yoga, puffy Cheetos, cycling bike like I'm looking for ways to escape my circumstance and, and I thought well what if this week I didn't what if I what if I just ex- was an acceptance of it what if I move towards a place of I accept 
my shelter in place. I accept that I have shelter. I accept this space. And what can I create in it? I do think that this season has something to offer us. I think when we pay attention to our rhythms, we'll see what it is that we are trying to escape. <laughs> and that that desire to, to move out of this experience is, there's like gold to be mined in there. There's information, there's material, there are, there are things that we can see now that we wouldn't have otherwise because we keep ourselves so busy. Or we keep ourselves almost lulled to sleep in the regular routine of our life. And so when that is interrupted, we will notice what is different. I cannot escape in the way that I used to. So can we pay attention to the rhythms that we are are noticing? What is happening to you during the season? For like no judgment either. Guys, I just told you what I'm ordering on Amazon. So it's like, like no judgment. Just observe. I want to shift my experience with fill in the blank. What if I accepted my experience and allowed it to shift on its own? What if I sat in my stuckness and accepted that I'm paralyzed? Then I wouldn't struggle so hard because that really is just denial, right? But when I accept my experience and accept this, there's actually nothing I need to shift because I'm accepting the reality that is. And from there, I actually gain autonomy and power and the ability to decide what I'm going to do now. And so this gets to where we're going next, which is, what do we want to take from this season? What are you doing differently that you really like? Like, pants without buttons. <laughs> like, I, I, I thought, gosh, I really like not wearing mascara. It makes my eyes itch. Like, maybe I'm not going to wear mascara. That's a little thing, but it's a thing. You guys, not all the changes we make have to be super deep or monumental. Do you know that? Like, we don't have to come out of quarantine, like, with this idea of, like, I have, I have revitalized every part of who I am, and all of my things are now wholesome. <laughs> like, like, sometimes the micro shift is just a little reminder of, like, the big cosmic shifting that's happening within you. So if you want to pick giant shifts, I don't always... <laughs> I don't know that's always the best idea. Granted, I feel like I'm also known for making impulsive, really large decisions. (laughs) Um, Pay attention to the decision and the size of the decision that feels right for your specific space of healing and growth. What are you taking with you? Are you going to wake up early? Are you going to wake up later? Are you going to go back to the way that it was? What suits you? What do you want to do? I thought about like, gosh, how I want to be outside and how can I remember to be outside more or finding places that are remote. Like we've had to be very creative in finding like places up in the like wild mustard fields that I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So maybe getting more creative about where we go to play. My encouragement to you is to consider like like a goodie bag from a party What do you want to take with you? What awareness, what lesson, what knowledge, what instinct? Are you creating something during this time? Hey, or are you just trying to get through this time? Have you lost your job? Has someone you know, has your partner lost their job? If so, what do you want to do now? 
you guys, this is a really rare, unique time in history. There's a lot of weird, like, shaking out that's happening right now. I want to be, like, shook like that. I do. I, I crave that change can happen from outside in. And so I, I want us to imagine like that, even like those little sifters like that kids play with at the beach, right? And they put like the sand on top and you shake, 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 shake. And like the larger rocks rise to the top. And that we can imagine that shaking is, is happening within us as well. Shaking out the small stuff. The things that maybe don't really mean as much now that we've been like thinking about or facing other things. What I notice about people is that there's like this interesting return to honesty. That we are almost like unable to be shallow because things feel so real right now. Lean in. Who do you crave to be around? What do you crave to listen to? What is actually like feeding you? Pay attention to that. There is a a moment of great awakening right now of an opportunity to have a reset or a redo. I want to take that. (laughs) Like if the world's offering me that, I'm like, yeah, doubles. Can I go back for more? (laughs) Like, okay. If I have this opportunity to have this big old shakeout, I want it. So here are some things and other thoughts and stuff that is also going to be affecting trailer cast. What I feel in my bones is that I've always longed to see the faces of the people that listen to this podcast. That means you. Right now, you. I I like being in this trailer and thinking and musing and reflecting and gathering and collecting and sharing. Yet sometimes like for, for me, like it falls somewhat like, hey guys, <laughs> are you out there? And so I'm I'm creating a trailer cast community. I'm going to take a pause. We're going to relaunch the show. There's going to be some new things that come your way. One, we're going to be creating a private, like exclusive Instagram space where people who are listening to the podcast get to really directly interact with me and each other on where your story intersects with the story of TrailerCast. You'll get to like ask your own questions. You get to like submit your ideas for podcast episodes um, and I'm also looking for someone who wants to engage in an anonymous style of therapy for the podcast. So what that means is I'm wanting to interview different people that are interested in doing some work on their own story and then allowing us to be able to record that where you would ma- be like able to maintain your anonymity and then we would be able to allow that to be a part of our own collective story here. If this is something that interests you, you can email me at hello at elisesnipes.com. Um, I'll put that in the show notes as well. But one of the biggest requests that I get are we people want to hear a person's journey to wellness, but they want to hear like the whole thing. They don't just want to hear like the byproduct, like what happened after your therapy session. They want to hear the fabric, the, the way, the, the observation, the insight, the aha moment, right? And so I'm, I'm interested and open to that as well. Like I, I think that the work and the art form of the therapeutic connection is, I mean, it is mind-blowing. It's mystifying. I realize that I am privileged to get to partake in that. 
And for people who either are in their own therapy or who have never been, it would be really neat for people to get to engage in that and in their own work via listening. So all that to say, um, I am using this time to reflect and think and gather and to also to really unbox my own thinking on this journey. To consider the way in which I, I want to like open my heart to this work and open my heart to like to this world of, of other people that are also out here on this journey. So yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to meeting you and to being able to gather all of us <laughs> into one place. So yeah, here is to the brave hearted, hopeful fellow journeymen. To all of us who are out here trying to make sense of things that are along for a wild ride, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to to doing this with you. Um, I hope that this episode brings up for you everything that it needs to. And that everything that needs to stay asleep gets to. There is no rush, you guys. There is no winner. <laughs> We're all, like Ram Dass says, we're all just out here walking each other home. And, and that's the beauty of spaces like this in this day and age is that we actually get to do that. So may you feel heard and witnessed. May you feel seen and connected to. May you receive little special magic golden breadcrumbs along the way. So that you know you are going the right direction. And we're all going with you. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope this week surprises you. (laughs) That it brings you things that you haven't yet experienced in quarantine. May we be able to see the good. Cheers. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.